Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, let's go. Today we're holding Yimseches Brachas Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph 33a. We're, ho- we're going to begin Afilu Nochash Korach Alakava, which is uh, about seven lines from the top of Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph. And we're going to have three sections in today's learning. The first section, we're going to talk about caution when dealing with dangerous animals. The second section we'll deal with is the three insertions that we have in the Shemayna Estrei throughout the year. We'll get to that. And the importance of having das. It's a very big deal, having das. Not everybody has das. And then the third section we'll deal with today is going to be different shittas regarding havdalah in tefillah, if it's said ala kois. We'll get to that, as is Hashem, at the bottom of the Amlet. So let's get started. Seven lines in the top, Lam Gimel, Aleph. The Mishnah told us, Afilu nachash karach ala yafsek. We said, even if there's a snake wrapped around the heel of a person, he should not interrupt his amidah. So Amr of Shetz, so Shetz qualifies this. He says, It's only true that you don't interrupt if it's a snake. Because a snake, unless it's provoked, it won't attack. So it's not a sakana, the fact that there's a snake around your heel. Aval Akrav, <coughs> but if it's a scorpion, which would attack even unprovoked, Paisek, you'd have to stop. There's only three Averis that we say is Yarog Val Yavor, but interrupting Shemayna Esri is not one of them. So Mamela, even if you're davening, but there's a real danger in front of you, you have to stop because that's a sakana. So an akrav apparently constitutes that real danger. Meisive, says the Gemara, we have a kasha because the Brisa teaches, if a person falls into a den of lions, so we can't testify <coughs> with certainty that he passed away. So Rashi explains in regards to his wife remarrying. We can't assume with certainty he's, he's passed away that his wife could remarry. But that's because lions only eat when they're hungry, Zakt Rashi. So maybe they were satisfied at that point. But if he fell into a hole that was filled with snakes or scorpions, we could testify that he died. So you see, even unprovoked, it seems like snakes attack, even if they're not necessarily provoked. So the Gemara says that's different. That if you press on them, so that's a provocation. That will cause them to attack. So if you fall into a pit with snakes or scorpions, the pressure you're putting on them causes the attack. But if it's wrapped around your heel, it's not necessarily going to attack. Amav Yitzchak. Yitzchak continues and tells us about other animals now. If a person sees oxen, he has to stop Ishmael Esrei, again, because these are animals that are dangerous. Tani Rav like Rav taught, Marchikin, that's interesting, in, in Dafyam, we're learning about uh, mm-hmm. these in Yanim, is Marchikin Mishor Tam Chamishim Ama, so you have to distance yourself from a short time, even a non-habitual damager, fifty amas. And when it comes to habitual damaging ox, at least uh, the, even the extent of as far as you can see, meaning the damage of these items are real, and therefore you have to be careful. Even if the head of the animal is in its feeding t- uh, container, so it's busy eating, go up to the roof and throw away the ladder, which is a way of saying, okay. be very careful from this animal, even if it's busy eating. This is specifically a black ox in the days of Nisan, which is the spring. Because the satan is dancing between its horns. Rash explains, in the spring, the oxen used to act very 
aggressively because after a, a dry and uh, a winter and uh, there was no food, now suddenly things are growing and the animals start to act wild and aggressive. So yeah, that's, that's when... That's not their mating season, right? I don't know. Rashi seems to say it has to do with the produce, the agriculture. The Lashon of Rashi is... Uh, because after the years of the stuff, the, 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 the uh, winter, that the land was dry, now it sees it full of produce, of uh, herbage, it becomes like lightheaded, and it gets a yetzerhara. Something to do with the seasons, apparently it, it causes it to act more aggressively. I mean, we know that's a concept of aggression, it could be linked to seasons. It could be the mating season has to do with that. It's on Rabbana. Yeah, I yeah. think they would say it. Famous Maisa. There was a story in a certain place, Shahaya Arod. There was an Arod. So Rashi says, really, Arod we have had before, which is a wild donkey, I believe. But here it means something else. It is a, Rashi says, it is a animal that is born of a crossbreed between a snake and a tzav. I believe a tzav is a toad. So it's some sort of a um, serpentine poisonous creature mm-hmm. uh, we could call it maybe a crocodile or maybe uh, some a sort lizard. of a, a lizard some sort of a right a poisonous lizard of sorts what's that called a chameleon a, a komodo dragon maybe a komodo dragon i'm not sure and it was damaging people so was a big tzaddik so they came and told her so he said to them, Show me where <coughs> the pit, where the hole is of this animal. So they showed the hole of this animal to Rabbi He put his heel at the entrance of the hole. So this animal emerged and bit him. And the creature died. Meaning he didn't die. The creature died. So he took the animal back to the base medrash on his shoulders. Omar Lam wanted to show everybody the lesson. He said to them, You see, my sons, it's not the arod that kills, this creature, but rather the sin that kills. And since I don't have sin, it died and I didn't. At that time they said, Woe to the person who meets up with the arod. And woe to that creature if it meets up with the Rashi says something very interesting, quoting a Bahag who quotes the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says, if you look at the last Rashi before the Mishnah, Yerushalmi, they say, when the Arod used to bite a person, if the Arod would get to the water first, the person would die. And if the person would get to the water first, and the miracle that happened was is that a stream of water appeared miraculously under his heel. Meaning Hashem made a miracle that a, a stream of water that he could get to first appeared under him, making him survive and the Arod not. I don't understand science behind this, but Bikitzer, that was the Maisa. Then what's the... I mean, I guess you say the fact that Hashem made that miracle for him made it that he survived and the Aroid didn't. As opposed to someone else, the Aroid would get to the water first. So you see, it's the Chet that's Mamis and not the Aroid necessarily. And that's, I guess, the Chiddush. But this Rabbi Chanin ben Daisa, I believe there's stories in Masachas Tainus, if I remember correctly, about him. I was such a big tzaddik. He could do miracles and things like that. Okay, let's move on. Zog Mishnah. Now we're going to get into the insertions. 
in the second section in the Shemona Esther, the famous insertion. Sezok the Mishnah. We mentioned the might of the rain, which is Hashem's power over the rain, which is not asking for rain, but rather how Hashem controls the rain. In the beginning of Mesachas Tainus, we talk about this. Where do we mention it? In Tchiyas HaMesim, the second bracha of Shemayin Esri, Atal Gibor. That's why we say, Mashri Ruach and Atal Gibor. When we ask for rain, which is Vesein Talamata Devracha, for the Svardim, it's different. They say, Barech Aleinu and Barechenu. They switch the entire text of the Tefillah. Of the bracha, but it's the same thing. They also ask for rain in Birkas Hashanim in the bracha of Parnasa. And regarding Atachon Antanu, where we separate between Shabbos and Chol or Yom Tov and Chol, we mentioned that in this is the Tanakama's opinion within the bracha of Atachonim, of granting us wisdom. Rabbi Kiva argues and says, no, you say a fourth bracha as its own standalone bracha. Rabbi Lazar says you say it in Maidim. So this machlek is we'll get to tomorrow. Why these these different shaitas? We'll get to that later. Now the Gemara just explains why are those insertions placed specifically in those brachas. So the Gemara explains like this. Why is it that it's put in Tchias Mesim? My time, what's the reason? Since rain is like Tchias Mesim, means in a certain way, when you revive the dead, you're bringing life back to the world. And when there's rain, it brings life to the world. Therefore, it was established in the bracha of Tchias Mesim. Why is She'ela asking for rain done in, in uh, the bracha of Parnassah? Since it brings, uh, it brings bounty, it brings plenty, sustenance. When you have rain, especially back in the day when essentially the entire society was an agricultural one. Mm-hmm. So that was really Parnassah. Therefore Chazal said that it should be established in the bracha of Parnassah. Now, what's the reason Atachon Antanu, separating between Shabbos and Enchol, is in Atachon? There's two reasons, the Gemara says. It takes discernment, it takes wisdom to determine between Kodesh Vechol, mundane and holy. So therefore, they established it in the bracha of intelligence, which is Atachon. Rabban and Amir Rabban said another svara. Since Atochan Antchon Antanu Havdala separates between Shabbos and Chol, so it makes sense. The first opportunity, which is the first bracha, that is the Chol Shmona Esrei, which is Atochon, and that's where they established it because that's the introduction to the new the new week's Shmona Esrei. Beautiful. This is the Gemara says that in 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 Havdala in Das. El Elabid El Elabid Das. The Gemara is going to say similar memories here. We'll see. Amr Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami says on this note about Das, the greatness of Das, of, of discernment, of intellect. Amr Rabbi Ami, You see how powerful or wonderful, important is intellect that it's placed in the first opportunity, which is the first bracha of Chol, which is Atachone. And he can't be put in the first three because those are the brachas of Shevach to Hashem. But the first option after, it's put. Amr Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Ami says further, uh, You see how great Deya is because it's put between two names of Hashem. Like we find the Pazag in Shmuel tells us, Shmuel Aleph, Ki Kel Deus Hashem. Ki Kel Deus Hashem. It says Kel before and it says Hashem after. And in between it talks about intellect. So you see how great Das is, is that it's put between two names of Hashem. 
Anyone that is lacking in Das, you cannot have mercy on such a person. As the Pasuk in Yeshaya tells us, about the Jewish people, they are a nation without intellect. Therefore, their maker, Hashem, could not have mercy on them. About halfway down the page. So, this idea of not having mercy on someone who doesn't have intellect, it seems to be if they could do better. L'chaira, if somebody is mentally retarded, not to have mercy on them, that, that wouldn't be uh, accurate. It means somebody that could, could correct themselves or he could develop certain levels of das, and yet he decides not to, also l'rachim alav. For similar memras, anyone that has mercy in a time that he should be an achzar, in the end, he'll be after in the time of being merciful. Okay. Meaning, there is this concept. We have to know when to apply the right midas. It's not a simple thing. Am Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar says this, in a similar vein, Godel Mikdash. You see how great is the base on Mikdash? And Nasan Bain Beis Oisius. Again, that we find that it's between two names of Hashem. Shanam, like the Pazak says, it says, Hashem, your deeds Hashem, Mikdash Hashem. So it puts Hashem before Mikdash and after. So now that we've shown that intelligence is between two names of Hashem, and the Mikdash is put between two names of Hashem. The last narrow line on the page. Anyone that has Deya, so put them two together. If A equals B and B equals C, so A equals C. Which means if you have Deya, it's like you built the base on Mikdash in your days. Why? Because both of them were put between two names of Hashem. According to what you're saying, you should also say, vengeance is great, because I'll show you a Pasuk that it's put between two names of Hashem. Like it says in Tehillim, the vengeance is put between two names of Hashem. Yeah, Nekama is great. There's two types of Nekama, because in its matter, meaning in a good way, it's actually a very good thing. Like Ula says, in that Pasuk it says, why does it mention Nekama vengeance twice? So one is considered a positive vengeance and one is a negative vengeance. One is in the favor of the Jewish people and one is a punishment against the Jewish people. Where do we find that there's a positive element? It says, We know when HaKadosh Baruch Hu offered the Torah to the Jewish people, he first went around to the other nations. So it says, He appeared from Harparan. means from offering the Torah to the other nations and they refused it then he went and offered it to the Jewish people. So this is an akama which is in favor of the Jewish people, for the good of the Jewish people. But Lera, we also know that there's an akama as a punishment, as it says, when we're not doing the things we're supposed to, that's when it actually becomes a vengeful negative type of punishment. But there is an akama that's good, that's why it's put between two names of Hashem. Moving on to the third section now, we're going to talk about Havdalah. So we say every Matzah Shabbos, which is Havdalah, separating between Shabbos and Chol, Kedumalach after. But we also say it a la kos. So this is the sugi that discusses this concept. said to I believe he was a student of Rabbi Yechanan. So he said to his Rabbi Rabbi Yechanan, let's, let's analyze this. It means let's try to figure out what we know that... <coughs> Ezra and his Beisdin, when they came back from Bavel, they established the Hilchas Tefillah, they established the language of Tefillah, the Chulay. So what's the debate here? It means regarding when you say Avdallah, 
did they establish it to be said in the Mishnah? We have three shitas. Is it said in Atachonen? Is it said as a separate bracha? Or is it said in Modim? But how did they? How are they misakin? means the Kasha L'chaira is, from whenever they started to establish it, L'chaira they were saying it at that point in Shemayin Esrei. So what happened? Why is there a debate about this issue? Let's see. We know that the Anshek Nesses established for the Jewish people brachas, the format of brachas, fitvilais, and the prayers, kedushais, which is kiddush, vahavdalis, as well as avdala. So, let's see, where did they establish it? Where did they establish to say Atachan Antanu? Why is there three shitas about this where Atachan Antanu said, we should know, we should have a tradition as to what they were doing since then. Amar Leis Rabbi Yechanan said back, what happened was, is there were multiple stages when they said Atachan Antanu, as we'll see, and they lost the tradition where in the Shemona Esrei it should be said. It's a very interesting idea how tradition works. Let's see. What happened was like this. Betchila originally, Kavua Batfila. When they came back from Babel, the Jews were poor. They didn't have wine, they didn't have money, they didn't have anything. So Chazal, the Anshek Nesat Sagadolo said, we'll say Atachan Antanu in the Shemona Esrei. Okay. Ha'ashir, the Jews became wealthier, kavu alakais. So they said, in order to give uh, kavod to this, we'll say it in, in uh, over a cup of wine after Shmaina Esrei and not in Shmaina Esrei. Well then, years went by, they lost the tradition where it originally had been said in the tefillah because they weren't saying it in tefillah anymore. So ha'anu, when they began to become poor again and they wanted to reestablish it in the tefillah, v'kavu abatrila, they brought it back to tefillah. So now, Amru, the Chachamim started to say, sorry, that's me the next step. But then there became a three-way debate. Where was it originally established? Because they had lost that tradition. But the Gemara says, Amru, the Chachamim concluded, that Lemaisa, and we'll see, we're going to pass like this later, is that even though you do say it in tefillah, the conclusion is you should also say it alakos. But that's why there's a three-way machlokis, because they lost the tradition based on those steps. Itmar Nami, the Gemara says the same story is brought here. Amr Bichia Barab, Amr Abyechanan, Anshaknesis Agadola, Tiknula Hemli Yisrael, that the Anshaknesis Agadola with Ezra established originally Brachos, Fitfilas, Kedushas, Vavdolas, the text of all of these things. Batchila, Kavua, Bitfila. Again, initially when they came back from Bavel for Bayis Sheni, they established Atachon Antanu in Tvila. Heashir, they became wealthy, Kavua Lakos, they established it over a cup of wine. But then, they reestablished it when they became poor in Tefillah, and they didn't know where. That's why there's a debate. We'll get to that debate tomorrow. But the conclusion was, this is going to be the accepted opinion. Lemaisa is that you say in Tefillah, and you say it after. Itmar Nami, and the Gemara says again, another support to this. Both of these shitas, Rabbi and Rav Yosef, say Amavdil Betvila Tzarch Shiavdil Alakos. Even if you say Avdala in Tfili, you say it again Alakos. Omar Rava and Rava, or the Girsa changes to Rava, and Rava said Umosvinan Ashmaitin, and we challenge that psak from the following Tosefta, which seems to say The Tosefta says if a person made a mistake and he didn't say Mashiv Aruach in the bracha of Atagibor, or Vishela Bevirkas Hashanim, he didn't say Vesein Talumatar in the bracha of Parnasa Machzir Nasa, he has to repeat the Amid. We learned the other day, we said if he forgot, but he remembered before Shomea Tefillah, he could say the St. Talamatar there, but he forgot entirely. But the Tosefta says if he forgot Atachan Antanu, he doesn't have to repeat why. So what does it say? 
because he's able to say it alakos. So Rashi says, what's the implication? It seems like you don't need to. It's yochol if you want to. So says the Gemara, this contradicts what we just said, which is that even if you say it in Amidi, you should repeat it again alakos. It's not what it means to say You need to say it because that's the conclusion as we've stated. So now this is all, this is going to be the agreed upon shita You say it in tefila and you repeat it again Before we see the next step, I just want to point something out. Is a shtigel chiddush involved in this? Generally, we have a concept of bracha she'ena to say a bracha that's unnecessary. It's usher actually. If you already did Atachon Antanu, and that's a Kiyom for Avdala, how can you say it again for Avdala after? So that's going to be one sheet to this Tosefta that we see now, which debates the issue here. Itmar Nami. So the Gemara says it was also stated, Amr Rabbi Yefes, Shal Rabbi Yosias, Rabbi Yochanan So the Gemara tells us is, Rabbi Yonber Yefes uh, stated over that Rabbi Yosi asked Rabbi Yochanan in Tzidan, Ba'amrila Rabbi Shimon ben Yaakov de Mitzuras Rabbi Yochanan. Some say Rabbi Shimon ben Yaakov of Tzor asked Rabbi Yochanan, Va'anos Shamit. And I heard their conversation. Means Rabbi Yonber Yefes is repeating this back. He said the Shiloh was, If somebody says, Does he have to say it again? Or not? And he said back, He does need to say it over a cup of wine again. Fine. So that's, Lemaisa, that's, he seems to be the Psach Sorry, that's not the debating Shita. Fine. Yiboyelu, the Gemara wonders the following, So what happens if you have a situation as follows? Somebody makes Havdalah as we know it before he davens Mayriv. Okay? Now why would he do this? I'm not sure. He was trying to be creative. So he does Havdalah, and he, he says Halakos. And then he davens Mayriv after. So now the Shaila is, does he say Atachon Antanu in Mayriv? Good. Okay. So Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Rav Nachman Yitzchak says what you're saying basically, which is kalvachomer mitfila. It's a kalvachomer from tefila, like this. Very good. Umat fila de ikur takantahi. The original takana was that it should be done in tefila. And Amri we paskin amavdil betfila tzarach sheyavdil alakos. Nonetheless, you repeated alakos. Amavdil alakos de lav ikur takantahi. So if you say it. Not in tefillah, but ala kos. Certainly you should repeat it in tefillah because that's the main place. Now this was the chaylik, sorry. So Tani Ravacha taught the following b'risa that argues on what we've been saying until now, which says like this. If you say avdala in tefillah, it's better, it's more praiseworthy than if you say it ala kos. Continues the brisa, and if you say it in both, he should have blessings placed on his head. So the says, wait a second. This is an inherent contradiction. Because first you said, if you say it in tefillah, it's better than saying it alakos. Alma, we see from that, that it's sufficient to say it in tefillah. Because if you could say it afterwards also, so what do you mean, Meshubach Yoser? You should say it in both. It must be it's sufficient in tefillah. But Vahadratani, then you teach at the end, that you should receive blessings. But once you're saying it's sufficient in tefillah, but if you said it once and you're potzer, that's going to be a bracha that's unnecessary. If you say a bracha that's not necessary, you transgress a prohibition of taking Hashem's name in vain. So once you're saying, 
saying, you don't need to say it alakos if you've said it. You're yotze in tefillah, so then l'chair, how can you say it? it exactly. It's a bracha and it's richa. It's so must be. It's two different issues, actually. In halacha, it's brought down two different issues. In this case, frak is the same. It does sound very similar, but it's different issues in Hilchas Brachas. So, so the Gemara says, this is what the Tosefta must be saying, and it's arguing on the Psaq until now. If you said it in one and not the other, means you said it in Tefillah and not Alakos, he should receive blessings. But what does it mean to say? This Tosefta argues, or this Brisa argues, on what we've been paskining until now, you don't say it Alakos, you say it one time, ideally in Tefillah, and you don't say it Alakos. Now we're not going to paskin like this Shita, but that is this dissenting opinion. So we showed him explain like this. He made a mistake in both. What's the halachas? How would this be? He davened Meir if he forgot to say Before saying Avdala, he forgot to say Avdala and he started to eat. Now we know you're only allowed to eat after Avdala. So now what's the halacha? So the Gemara says, Amar said back, He has to go back to the beginning, which means we, pen- we penalize him. He has to daven myriv without tochon antanu, and he also has to say avdala afterwards, as well, because he made such such a gross error. Turning to Lama Gimelim with Bays. I mean, that's tavazu vazu chazal rosh. I mean, that's what Rashi says. He says latila lakos by himself, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he could be yotze with other people. That's what I'm saying. If somebody else, you can. He could be yotze. The same way you could always be yotze with somebody else. Yeah. So let's see the Psaq Lemaisa. Turning to Lamagim Lamabez. Amr Le Ravina Rav Hilchasamai. What's the halacha? What's the halacha Lemaisas? Amr Lesa Rav Rava said back, Ki Kiddush. It's the same as Kiddush, meaning just as Ma Kiddush Afalgav de Mikadish Bitsilusa. Just as Kiddush, Myriv, right? Friday night. We say Kiddush in the Amida, Mikadish Hashabas. We say that. But Mikadish Akaisa. Still, we say Kiddush Alakais when we get home. So to when it comes to Havdala, even though we say Havdala in the davening, we say we still say Havdala alakos when we get home after my riv. Okay, we stop here. The two dots words top Lam Gimel Bez, Bez Hashem. We'll pick up tomorrow with Lam Gimel Bez. Everyone, have a wonderful day.